All right, we're back here at 132 Breeze Podcast. We're back. I'm back <laughs> from a few days in Mexico. Um, it was a good one, Casey. Have you ever been to Mexico? I, I have not been to uh, our neighbors to the south, no. Okay. Well, if as if you haven't been able to tell already, I'm, I'm playing a little hurt here. So <laughs> we're going to try to make it through, um, but we'll see how the voice holds up. But... I I went down to um, the Cancun area, okay, uh, with the group, <clears throat> and it was it was it was a good time. And I do have some uh, some do's and don'ts for you if you ever do venture down south. Well, someday I'll make it, I'm sure. Yeah, someday you make it. <laughs> so if yeah, so if you go, definitely do all inclusive. That's just a no brainer. Doing all inclusive, but um, besides that, do it in a large group. Go in okay. a large group. I've done it both with just me and my wife, and done a large group. Large group is fun. Everyone's jealous of you. You own the whole resort. How big was your group? Uh, group of 15. Oh, wow. 15. Um, and it was a blast, obviously. Um, so it was seven yeah. couples in a 15th wheel? Uh, six. <laughs> there was a couple. There was a, a couple, couple non, not yeah. coupled. Okay. Yeah, a couple That's though. good. That would have been yeah. awkward for the 15th yeah. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Then if you're over, if you're over 30... Don't yep. think you can sit outside and take shots all day in the pool. Mm. Not a good look. Not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm not I'll saying somebody did that, but I will say don't do it. Over under 4 p.m. before you were, whomever was doing this was was passed out. <laughs> oh, over. It was over, okay. but it just okay. wasn't. Mm, yeah, mm. May or may not have made it through dinner. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but do... Do go hard. Go your form of hard. Okay. And I would say in my form was I would, I ate a ton. I would go to like two restaurants for dinner and have room service late at night. Mm. Um, just because you can, you see? Do the all-inclusive. It's the way to go. I did see on, on the Facebook that uh, somebody had tagged that you were the winner of the weekend or week or whatever it was. <laughs> I I did end up winning MVP of the vacation. Yeah, yes. but- <laughs> that does not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> Come so. on. Okay. Appreciate that. No, it's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, and then I, also- I voted. I voted for you, and I wasn't even there. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the last thing, though, is don't think, don't think you can go to Mexico for a huge Cinco de Mayo celebration because they don't care. They don't care? <laughs> no. There was, was down there for Cinco de Mayo. Well, it just happened to be Cinco de Mayo down there. Yeah. I was going thinking like, oh, the resorts, of course they're going to do something. Not, Cinco de Mayo is not even spoken of oh. in, in the whole resort. So Mexico doesn't do Cinco de Mayo. Huh. So Interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was pretty much, um, that's just a few, few little tips for you. Uh, but it's a, it was a good time. It was a good time, though. That's good. Uh, someday, someday I'm sure I'll make it down there, and this will be some handy uh, do's and don'ts to yeah. to guide my way. Yeah. Also, don't trust their Wi-Fi. That was kind of tough. Yes. But yes, definitely don't plan on doing podcasts <laughs> from from <laughs> location. That would have been very entertaining, though. I tell you what, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> what you been up to, Casey? Yeah, I can only imagine. You know, after let's say maybe doing some. Poolside shots, going hard as you would do to hop, try and hop on a podcast, maybe after dinner number two, to uh, <laughs> try and talk about sports. That'd be great. 
uh, I had a slightly uh, more or less key weekend. Some solid yard work. Went to the beach. It was warm enough. We went down to uh, Lake Michigan. Hung out on the beach with uh, with our son. That was a lot of fun. And then I got to play some soccer outside. So it was above uh, 60. So darn near, tr- darn near tropical here. So it was a good weekend for that. Definitely short weather. That first first like sixty degree day weekend, it's uh, it's definitely go time in yeah, the Midwest. The, the lake still about a cool forty five degrees. So was, <laughs> Did you actually go in the water? I we went in the water to get uh, like a bucket full of water to make sandcastles oh. and stuff. So you know just yeah. enough to get the feet covered and yeah, they were instantly numb. It was yeah, it was brutal. Our son was not interested in going anywhere near the water. He, he stepped on the sand, and the sand was too cold down by it. He's like, I don't think so. All right. Well, that sounds like uh, we had pretty similar weekends. Both were at a beach. <laughs> yes, so. both were at a beach. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty similar. Um, what happened over the weekend a little bit? Did you take in the Kentucky Derby? I saw – I miss, so I, I started watching it thinking – I don't. I think I do this every year. Mm-hmm. You know, it says – starts on NBC Sports at – noon or one o'clock or whatever it was and i'm like yeah. oh i'm gonna tune in and watch it and then it's like they're building up they're doing fashion stuff and they're talking about you know hats and all these you know precursor races and then i had my soccer game to go to so i, I didn't even see the end up seeing the whole thing but i thought it was going to be done and over and every year i think i do this that they, mm-hmm. it's a day-long thing for a two-minute race yeah yeah the, the race happens at like five o'clock or whatever yeah, um, I, I I think I do that every year too. It's like, oh yeah, what times the race starts? Noon. Like, no, the race doesn't go off until like until one five, and it looked like it was a uh, crappy day at the at Churchill's down um, <clears throat> this past weekend. Yeah, it, the horse Justify won. I did. It was the favorite, and uh, it was a, a muddy track. And every time there's a muddy track, I think of the Seinfeld episode where <laughs> Kramer goes to the. Uh, off-track betting, betting site, and he has a hint, and his mutter was a mutter. Like, his mutter was a mutter. Oh, it's it's just great, and that's pretty much all I know about uh, running in muddy <laughs> conditions. <laughs> if their mutter was a mutter, then uh, pick that horse. So it justifies yeah. mutter must have been a mutter. Yeah. So, quick, quick story on that, because I was jacked up. I wasn't. Yeah, I was jacked up to like watch the Kentucky Derby down in Mexico. And it was one of those things where we were sitting around in the pool and we're like, wait, do we really want to get out of this? To go, like, <laughs> to go <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll think about it as the day goes on. It's like, you more and more, you less. And then this one guy was uh, all of a sudden, he just, he was doing research on his phone. Oh. Uh, to do, put down bets on the, on, yeah. on the Kentucky Derby. Doing research on the horse. He was probably going for a good, I don't know, two hours or so. Is researching this real work, yeah, real hard. And so he did put, ended up putting down bets. So like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna ride with you. Whatever you put money down on, let's go. <laughs> and so I ended up watching it on a phone, on a floaty oh. in the pool, <laughs> <laughs> screaming out. And we had, he actually did have some money on Justified. Ended up oh, winning nice. that part. So it was, um, it wasn't what I expected. The Kentucky Derby. How was I gonna take it in? But it was good too. Yeah, we uh, I've we actually went to uh, Churchill Downs. We were down in Louisville for a wedding and uh, went out there. It wasn't a big race day or anything. There was maybe I don't know five hundred, a thousand people there in total. 
uh, spending on whatever these random races that were going on were, but yeah. definitely having a little uh, a little at stake during the the races makes it a lot more fun. You know, I'm there, yeah. you know, with my newspaper betting slip, slapping my you know thigh, yeah. going, "Come on, number four. Uh, so I, we usually do that. We usually just for fun. Uh, we pick you know a horse that we'd like to win. It's usually based off name more than odds. So uh, when we're watching, uh, but yeah, definitely a lot more fun when you uh, when you bet and if you win. Yeah. So from horse racing, um, which we're obviously very versed in. Yes. <laughs> we still had the NBA playoffs that are continuing to go on. They I are. think we're in. The middle of the season of NBA playoffs, so we have about four more months, I think, <laughs> of playoffs. We're getting we're getting to the nitty gritty. Well, it doesn't seem like that the way these series are going. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, one uh, thing I didn't see was LeBron <laughs> doing LeBron things. Man. And I just he's going to the finals again. We talk, yeah. got mad about this, and it's like, it's actually going to come to fruition. There's nothing in his way. N- there's nothing. And I thought, uh, I thought, I, I, you knew Toronto wasn't going to do anything. I think we, I just had some sort of hope that Toronto, you know, this they're like eighth time trying to yeah. beat LeBron. It seems like there was a lot of talk about this year being different for Toronto. And granted, I don't watch a lot of Toronto basketball, but I was, like you, thinking maybe this year will be different because people keep saying that it will be and it's not no not even and i didn't even see i i i the the game winner he hit Mm -hmm. this is it was ridiculous that just goes to show you like not it's not going to happen because that's just a throw up ball just to go get it up and it just goes in to win the game and that was unbelievable it was so just like i don't know it just angered me for some reason it's it's something about Toronto though the way that he plays with such confidence against Toronto yeah like he knows it's going to go in like the yeah. shots he's taking in this series are really bad basketball shots like turn around fade away fifteen footers he's making them yeah. so they're good basketball shots I guess but like when you design an offense you talk about basketball. It, you know, I guess this is my, you know, my basketball experience, you know, J- high school JV, that you have days where you just feel like everything is going to go in. And then it kind of proves self-evident that it does end up going in. Going, They all end up going in. That's the way he feels against Toronto every game. <laughs> and it just comes to fruition and he shoots like 60% and makes crazy running bank shots to win. It's, it's something else. Yeah. And is – so – what was it? Was it the rest of his Cavs team was just not playing against the Indiana? Indiana's just that good, and Toronto's not good at all. Why do they look like? Why does he look so good all of a sudden? Up three zero, and like yeah. barely they sh- they only. I mean, truthfully, they shouldn't have got past Indiana. They barely got past Indiana. Yeah, I think there is a little bit more of a, a matchup favorability for Indiana. They have more guys that can they can throw at LeBron. Uh, crazy Lance Stevenson could you know <laughs> try and rile him up and do Lance Stevenson things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was a little bit more of a challenging matchup. Whereas Toronto just has their guards who apparently don't show up against Cleveland and really nobody that can contain LeBron. Uh, so I think the easy answer is matchup, and LeBron just feels like he owns Toronto. 
which is disappointing if you're an <laughs> anti-LeBron fan or a Toronto fan. Yeah, I could I just couldn't imagine being a Toronto fan. Is every single year you think this is it? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do it. And then LeBron just comes and smacks. We have a deeper bench this year, and then it doesn't matter because does not matter. LeBron scoring thirty-five plus points every game. Oh god, damn it! So yeah, (laughs) but that's I mean the rest the every series now is what three zero or three one. Yeah, um, as we talk right now, it looks like LeBron's going to end up closing out Toronto. Yeah, and then the other ones are are three one. So after a pretty exciting round one. Um, with a couple game sevens in there and and some, uh, I, I'd say an upset sweep with New Orleans beating uh, Portland. Two or a group of really boring series here. You know, after round one, everybody's talking about this being the best playoffs of all time. As you know, we focus on the here and now, yeah. and this round has just been really boring from a. Comp- Competitive standpoint. Yeah, competitive series standpoint. Yeah, you know, I was what I was surprised to see the Pelicans pull out a game. Yeah, especially in the manner that they did. I, mean, I think at that point, like the Warriors, like, oh, we're just not going to play anymore right now. Um, boy, besides that, it just hasn't been. And, and you thought the the you thought the Boston Philly one was, was going to be better, better series. Philly pulls off one tonight mm-hmm. um, to go to make it three one, just not get swept, but. Thought that would be at least you know if you didn't think Philly was going to win, you'd let it at least be a series, right? And it just has been has been nothing. And uh, I think you know the Houston, the Houston uh, Utah. I think that's it, is what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, besides that, it's just it's not no, no, no nothing really compelling, uh, really going on in these these second round here. Yeah. So if we we look at who you know, is advancing in the case of Cleveland and who we expect to advance in the case of all the other series. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you know, Golden State and Houston in the West and uh, Cleveland and Toronto in the East, or Cleveland and Toronto, excuse <laughs> me, <laughs> Cleveland and Boston in the East, which yeah. if you would have asked any casual NBA fan six months ago or maybe even a year ago, <laughs> who they thought, maybe not a year ago because we'd be in the playoffs then, but you know what I mean, nine yeah, months ago yep. before the season, uh, who's going to be in, you know, the final four in the conference finals. These are the teams that they would have picked. Is that a, is that a good thing or a bad thing that these teams are there? I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's, I I don't know if it's good or bad that the teams are there. I just think it's bad the way it's, we've gotten to that point with nothing, hmm. with no, there was no fear. There was, except for the, maybe the first round with the Cavs, there was no yeah. fear of it not happening. You know, it's just kind of a, I mean, even even look at the Warriors. I mean, Steph just got back right. the other game, and they're still. It's just they're gonna they're gonna go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I think it's just I think it's I don't know. It's not necessarily bad that they're the teams. It's just bad that there was no drama up until that point. Well, I guess the interesting thing would be that the Celtics have done it despite injuries. So you might not have you know three months ago expected them to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and now everyone's calling Brad Stevens the best coach to ever walk the land. Yeah, he, I mean he's got to be doing something right, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. He's got obviously, you know, it all comes down to to winning in the NBA, and um, he's got to he's got to get there. But they've been they've been darn impressive, and he coached uh, circles around whoever the Bucks assistant coach <laughs> head coach was. <laughs> Still won't learn his name. Um, <laughs> And looks like he's continuing to do that uh, in the in the next round, but 
the NBA in general seems like the best team usually wins a series. Yeah. Usually. And it's or at least if you kind of think about the major sports, it's the least prone to upsets. Which I guess is a good and a bad thing. So when I kind of wrote this down, I was thinking how that's a bad thing because if you're not one of you're you're not a team that has LeBron or you're not a you know super team in the Golden State Warriors, what do you have like to look forward to? Right? Like mm. in baseball, I can cheer for the Brewers through 162 games and maybe they'll get a wild card and maybe they'll get hot and maybe they're starting pitcher and maybe this. But if I look at the Bucks, it was maybe they'll beat the Celtics in the first round and that's all realistically I guess maybe you could say that my Brewers, you know, maybe look at hot thing isn't realistic either, but like there's mm-hmm. hope there. But in the NBA, it really feels like there's not that hope there. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. If you don't have, I mean, in the Bucks case, you have one rising star. Yeah, I don't know if I go a superstar yet, but a rising star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't have those, if you don't have those superstars, you're not you're not just don't even don't even pay attention. That's why that's why you have so many teams that are tanking to try to get there, yeah. Because uh, they know they're not going to just get there by you know hard work or out out playing right. another team. They need those you know superstars. So it's hard to. I mean, I, you know, we went through it like the, the Bulls, where we mm-hmm. got being the tryhard team. Where and even even the times where we had like the best record, <laughs> the best record, the best regular season record. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew like we're not going anywhere because we're not that good, and LeBron is going to beat us. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, that's Toronto, that's Portland. Like you look at your team and, you know, you're a good team. You are making a, you know, a playoff, a a top seeded playoff position. And what do you do? I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough spot. Whereas I think in other sports you can, you can think like, I'm just a small piece away. Or if the, you know, ball bounced another way, that seems less happen less often in the NBA and I think we're seeing that this year in the playoffs but I guess it's good in a sense that hey we're seeing the four best teams that's kind of what you want you know it sucks when you get to the final four in college basketball and it's like George Mason and Kentucky and well I mean Kentucky's usually good but you know the year they were an eight seed in UConn and it's like what are we even doing here like this isn't fun I want to see the good teams yeah so I guess it's a double-edged sword yeah, I get it. But I mean, are we considering Boston a good team with what they have out there right now? I know they're going to earn their way there, but yeah, I guess. You know. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's a good point. That that's counter to kind of the the better team because you, if you looked at it on paper, you would say you could even argue that Milwaukee's better on paper, but you would say that Philly's better on paper. But uh, you know, there are a bunch of young guys there and learning how playoff basketball works and learning how to handle when things don't go their way and they haven't done that well yet yeah i really hope once boston when the rumor mill rumor mill starts about how Kyrie is going to be able to maybe come back for the series since it's that'd be so awesome. much time <laughs> and just like sub him in for offense to do iso <laughs> score foul to sub him out because he's probably my basketball shape <laughs> That would be really cool. I'd love yeah. that. All right. Speaking of playoffs, though, do you know there's this other sport that's in playoffs right now? This NHL. What is? What does that it's, stand yeah. for? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that leads me into 
in uh, in Chicago or at you as a, a Blackhawks fan, is there any NHL buzz outside of if the Blackhawks are good or not? Because no. it feels like it feels like from the outside that if the Blackhawks aren't good, aren't in it, NHL doesn't exist. <laughs> That's pretty true. Um, very true, especially this last. I mean, this last year and this year before that, it's. Uh, I really, it's really, yeah, because it's really come down to. Uh, and this is kind of the internal fight in the city. There okay. is the the so-called uh, Blackhawks fans who are, have been fans fans throughout. And there's the people who jumped on. And, you know, when you're good for a long period of time, you're going to yeah. have people come, you know, jump. I mean, call to jump on the bandwagon if you want, but become fans. Sure. And there was that, that fight of, well, we're the real fans as we were here before, and you guys mm. aren't welcome. And I think, you know, maybe that core – might be interested in the rest of the NHL, but I, I can tell you for sure not the majority of Chicago fans, um, you know, really partake in the all of NHL. I, I was the same. I, I consider myself a Blackhawks fan, but not an NHL fan. You know, sure. I'll root against who they're playing, and I really don't know much else <laughs> that's going on in the NHL. Yeah, that's. I guess that's fair, and that's a an interesting line uh, to draw between being a fan of a team and the playing when they do well, and then. You know, not a, f- a fan of the rest of the sport necessarily, um, and it, I guess that gets a bad a bad rap, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're you know considered a bandwagon fan. That sort of not maybe not you specifically, but in in the general public, uh, maybe that's not really fair um, in general. Interesting. I hadn't thought yeah. about that, so I'm going to think about it more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> get back to you. Okay. Uh, by the way, while we're recording. Uh, Washington did score, so the Capitals have moved on, won the series, finally oh, got Caps over. Won. Yeah, finally got over the uh, the Penguins' uh, roadblock that's been in their way for so many years. Oh, on the boy. year that nobody thought they should be there, so that's interesting. Um, which leads me to my very, I have a very complicated, let's say, a fan I like, I like that pyramid. You break, breaking news to our podcast. Oh yeah, breaking news. I would bring up the Toronto Cleveland game, but we don't want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I've I've a complicated fan pyramid and it it dictates who I cheer for in any given game and series. Should I lay this out for you, Marlo? I don't yeah. think I've ever told you this. Before, no, but so. go go for it. All right, top of the pyramid is my team of choice, the Detroit Red Wings. I uh, lived a couple years in Michigan, mm-hmm. and my parents, um, when they were in school, would go to uh, UW Madison. Uh, Badger hockey games and when they were there Chelios was there or when they had tickets Chelios was there it wasn't when they were in school so they had tickets to see Chelios play and then he went on to to play for the Blackhawks but when I started watching hockey and getting into it the Red Wings were good and then they got Chelios so and I lived in Michigan around that time so I went with the Red Wings so that's the top of the pyramid then any so if they're playing they're number one then any of the other original six Mm. Got to root for them. That makes sense. Okay. Then other Canadian teams because it <laughs> means more to them. So it feels like, you know, go, f- you know, root for them. Then other cold U.S. cities <laughs> like Minnesota or something like that. And then a large gap to any other warm weather city because it's hockey and it's stupid that there are teams in Tampa and Las Vegas. Who, by the way... <laughs> are in their conference finals. So yeah. it's been a great year for Casey's uh, <laughs> NHL hockey fan pyramid. Um, so those two teams will probably meet in the finals just to spite me. Just to, <laughs> that's a hell of a breakdown. 
hey, that's, you know, I thought a lot about it, laid it out. Do you get mad? Do you get mad at like like Tampa Bay and Phoenix have a team, but there's no teams in Wisconsin? Uh, not terribly, <laughs> not terribly to be honest. Uh, it in in the Milwaukee market, there's a lot of talk about there being only so many sports dollars to go around, mm-hmm. and the amount that, of support that. The Packers get statewide, and the Brewers get statewide, but specifically in Milwaukee. The amount of fans that the Brewers draw for how good of a team that they've been the last, whatever, 20 years or whatever is, mm-hmm. um, what's the word? More than they should. It's <laughs> more, than, more than they should. So I think an NHL team would, I, I don't know that they would get enough sports dollars and by that i mean sponsorship corporate partners things to to really move the needle in the city we have um an ahl team that's affiliated with nashville so i guess i should somewhat root for nashville maybe they can be another tier i can throw in this complicated <laughs> thing i have going on here oh, disproportionate that that's the word i was looking for yeah, disproportionate right. there we go got it um <clears throat> But uh, and they and they do okay. They play in the Bradley Center. I think they're moving to a different arena now that the new Bucks Arena doesn't have hockey equipped. Is in a hockey equipped facility, so I'm not I'm not too upset about it. It's just I I can't (laughs) I don't know living in living in Phoenix and then deciding hey I'm gonna go into watch ice hockey just it just seems weird to me. So they're that's why they're at, at the bottom of my list and. The fact that Las Vegas, which is in a desert, has a hockey team is just befuddling to me. But they're going to probably win as an expansion team, which is a whole other conversation. <laughs> so that was a long answer to your. No, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't really care much about. <laughs> Who care? And because in Wisconsin, it's it's you know it's Badger hockey, yeah. and then you have, uh, which which if you're a hockey fan, you follow, and then you kind of have your your pick of the neighboring. You know, the Blackhawks obviously is, I think, the biggest draw uh, in Wisconsin in general, especially here in southeastern Wisconsin. And then if you're in the north uh, west part of the state, you can cheer for Minnesota if you wanted to. And then there's some Detroit, you know, like myself, that that's there. So I think you can – there's enough close teams that you can root for that there's not a gaping hole if you want to be an NHL fan. But Wisconsin hockey is very popular statewide. Gotcha. Well, thanks for the clarification. You bet. You bet. All right, moving on. That's enough. No, that, and that was talking and, hockey. Yeah, and Jordan, we we read your uh, comment about Ovechkin being the, uh, what was it, best player to never reach a conference final? Well, he's reached a conference final now, so. Yeah. Good now thing I didn't research that. and try and come up with talking points for that because it's <laughs> <laughs> no longer. It was interesting, but um, – I couldn't really think of a way to uh, a conversation to have about it. Now it's it's moot because he's made it. He's done it. Um, all right. So on to uh, esports, and I think we we talked about this a little bit off offline, Milo. But the NBA 2K league that the uh, actual NBA league and teams are a part of yep. has kicked off. They have an opening. Uh, tournament and i think the group stage was last week and that's what i watched i don't know if anything has transpired since then should have researched it didn't um but what were your thoughts i guess i'm just gonna open it up to you what were your thoughts about watching it the 
production, the experience, uh, okay. and maybe even the long term? Yeah, so a couple of questions were answered. Was yep. the, the big one was that they're not playing as avatars of NBA players. They're playing as themselves. Yeah, they yeah they get a pick a prototype so you can be mm-hmm. like a point guard who's a good dribbler and can shoot threes or something and yeah. then based on the archetype I guess not prototype archetype yeah. that you pick it assigns your stats uh, relatively so it'll it'll split up um, so you can have a a power forward who's good with his back to basket and rebounding or a power forward who can you know stretch it out to the three point line and you yep. build your team with these right. archetypes which was yeah. Okay, so that was that was the big question of like how that worked. So that got answered quickly. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, production of it wasn't terrible. I think it could be better. I, I what I was really surprised about is they didn't change the camera angle at all, ever. Right. And it was it was just the same old like when you play two K camera angle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that 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 was really disappointing. But when we were watch when I was watching it at home, like it was like I was watching an NBA game. You know, and it was like besides like kind of the herky jerky of it every once in a while. Yeah, like the actual way the game is played was played like that on NBA Two K, mm-hmm. and um, I liked it that you know they got their own uniforms, they got their custom stadiums, they get to wear real shoes, like people are running around in Jordan. But I think <laughs> the best part is like they have them lined how they have the players, the actual players, uh, lined yeah. up with the screens facing each other. Mm-hmm. And people are actually like talking shit to each other over the yeah, streets. I, I thought I think that it was, was the, entertaining. The Utah Jazz, I think it was, were very boisterous and, and really like, man, they were like taunting and stuff against. Yeah. I can't remember who they were playing in the game that I watched, but yeah, they. It's really neat. So they they were in an arena in or in New York, and yeah. all the teams were there, and then the fans can can come and watch. All of them kind of convened on that location for. The tournament, which I don't know if that's going to be what the regular season is like, or if this was just kind of a special tournament thing. It was just um, the opening tournament thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm su- I'm surprised that you had a uh, such a positive take on it. To be honest, I <laughs> thought you'd be a little bit more more down on it. The mm. I think the thing overall, I thought it was entertaining, and I ended up watching a lot more of it than I I thought I would. But at the end of the day something still felt off about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the herky-jerky was a little bit of it. Yep. And I think kind of the production of it was was good, but the announcers are announcing it like a normal basketball game, which mm-hmm. I guess they should, but when somebody goes up and does an awesome mm-hmm. put-back dunk or something, it's like, oh, you know, player with the slam dunk. And I guess he did, right? He hit the button to do it. <laughs> But, like, the awesomeness is kind of not as awesome as a human being doing it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, eh, this guy, you know, what a steal and the layup. And it's like there's an excitement that is missed for me because it is esports. Yeah. And so I think that's the the tricky thing with sports games, esports mm-hmm. sports games, right? Yep. Is who, like, what audience are you going to cater to? Are you catering to the basketball fan? Who, like you said, like you like to see the athleticism and 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 the up and down, or are you catering towards the the act the other gamer who the guy who plays NBA two K yeah the guy who plays NBA two K and like knows the you know they can see what what that player is doing like from a button standpoint by watching them on the court and right. and, and takes part in that skill oh, that's you know interesting. Yep. yeah it, it's a tough line like obviously we're the NBA fan 
Right. And we're, you know, we watch the sport for sport. And it's like, well, this isn't really sport. Sorry, guys. But it's not really athletic sport. Um, so yeah, and it's it's weird that like I don't want to give the player credit for what his avatar does mm-hmm. in an NBA 2K game because you know in in, in basketball there's the athleticism and the kind of normal basketball you know, court vision that sort of stuff that's yeah. that's involved that I I feel like for some reason I don't want to attribute to the player but if I'm watching you know League of Legends or Dota and they do a a similar reaction play and and you know defeat their opponent in that I give the player credit for that. But that's kind of like a fantasy world. They're casting spells and they're, you know, warriors or something. So it's a little bit more abstract in my mind. Uh, but in NBA 2K, it's like, oh, the avatar just kind of like ran into a guy for a little bit and then that guy stole the ball. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there the was hit some the of that. Yeah. yeah. He, he hit the button to steal the ball and he was in, you know, NBA 2K defensive position, right? Yep. And I get it, but it's just something's missing there and and i think that's an interesting point to say if you play nba 2k you probably get that and that makes sense to you and it feels right but as a non-nba 2k player you know for me i remember playing basketball games and being you know the guy running and i just couldn't find where the hell to go on defense i'm like i'm running (laughs) off the screen i'm not guarding my guy because obviously not didn't get drafted spoiler alert um so I guess that kind of thing is impressive to people who play, but like for an NBA fan, like you said, it's it's hard to to watch. Yeah, I and I think it's in, I think it's interesting that they all play a player. It's like usually when I play, you know, me or you play a game, we're playing like as the whole team. Yeah. And every time we pass the ball, we're that person. We get the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So that they're actually you know out there running plays and and whatnot. It seems like the yeah, pick the, and roll is a big play. In, yeah, in and they still have to worry about spacing and yeah. that sort of thing and, and, and team defense and, and where that is. So, yeah, that's interesting that that's also part of it. And I was watching that, and I was uh, found myself a lot watching a guy off of the ball just to watch that because, again, like I said, that's something I'm very bad at in sports games is playing off of the ball, mainly because you usually are on the ball uh, in those games. But, uh, yeah, it was – interesting to still watch kind of the basketball strategy is still there yeah. although not as fluid as a real game yeah and they're pretty quick games too which was nice like they they only they don't take uh time in between each quarter and they're like half times yeah. like three minutes so they just kept and it the, moving the the milwaukee bucks play a true wisconsin or at least they did the weekend a true wisconsin grinded out tough yeah. defense brand of basketball which i thought was pretty so was apropos <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right that uh we can go into our mailbag of the week uh the questions from our uh fellow fans as always you can get to us at twitter um or twitter or facebook or our website uh to get us questions we'll go ahead and read them on the podcast matt j asks who is your favorite badger of all time and who is your favorite badger while you were in school and they can be the same person uh do you want to go first or me too yeah i can go first um this was i think well it's for me it's a little different i think because i became a badger fan when i came to school there so okay it started i didn't have it i didn't have like the childhood you know badger fandom um so it'd be so to the so the Favorite Badger of all time is going to be strange, man. I had to go with Russell Wilson. Oh, wow. That, that one year, and it's because it was one year, 
but it was magical and it was the first time that I felt that we actually had a shot at a national title, like a legitimate mm. shot, you yeah. know, that feeling going through the year, and, and we were, especially being in the, the way the BCS was. So that's kind of why and we it, it was all, I mean, I know we, we obviously had, um, uh, who's who's the running back guy in trouble? Um, we obviously had Monty Ball, um, but the only reason that team was anything was because Russell Wilson was yeah. was doing his thing. So. I, I think I'd have to go there just for that reason because it finally gave me that first like time of feeling oh we can actually we might have a chance at national title. Um, yeah, and it, he like, also went on to you know do well at the next level, which is is something. Yeah. And he he reps Wisconsin hard, so yeah. I I did I did jot him down on my on my short list, but mm-hmm. uh, I went with somebody else. Though, for that. Okay. Uh, well, who's your favorite? Who's your all time? And then we'll go into the wide Okay, my all time. So, like I uh, mentioned, I had uh, Russell Wilson on my short list. Uh, I Ron Dane is kind of the childhood. I mean, I guess late mm-hmm. childhood, teens ish memory. You know, winning the Heisman and yeah. just running over people for for all those years. Uh, Devin Harris. I had tickets my the freshman year, so mm-hmm. I got to watch uh, Devin Harris that year in person. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Erasmus James bought me a shot once. <laughs> well, he, so he, okay, he bought the whole bar a shot. <laughs> but is that when he got I, drafted? I, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I heard about that night. Yeah. I was there. Um, okay. so he didn't really buy me a shot. Like, he did, <laughs> but not like he was like, "Hey, Casey, here's the shot that I bought you." Um, but I went with uh, Frank Kaminsky. Okay. As mine, just because, uh, him he took. The basketball program to another level. Got obviously got us to the national championship, two Final Fours, uh, but just w- with basketball, being able to watch him for those two years, you know, more or less every night uh, w- was something special. Just knowing his consistency, and he was just a fun dude. He continues to be a fun dude, and that team was a lot of fun. I think led by by his character. So I, th- that's my favorite Badger ever is, is Frank Kaminsky continuing on and is. You know his new podcast. Uh, oh, I shouldn't mention that competition. Um, competition. Hey, but yeah. if you need someone on the on the pod, yeah, you know we're at. Frank. I mean, I did say he's my favorite badger ever. So, yeah. mm. um, but that's that's why I want. Okay. That's good. Okay, so my uh, badger while I was there, you brought him up. I had I went with uh, Devin Harris. Okay. Because um, he was just really good at basketball. Um, and then I also got mistaken for him quite a bit. Oh, really? In my time in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. We, 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 um, we lived in the freshman year. We both lived in the towers mm-hmm. in the same dorm, whatever. It's like an off, uh, it's not part of the university, but it's dorm like for those yeah. who don't know. And there were so many times, especially at night, beginning in the elevator. And it's like, oh, Devin, da, da, da. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not Devin. He's <laughs> like, yeah, we're both six four, but I'm not Devin. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, there was some good and some bad, but I got mistaken for him quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, he was on my. Uh, I guess he was there also when I was there. Uh, I'm else for freshman year. I did uh, meet him on on Mifflin. Mm. Uh, freshman year, we told him not to go pro. He didn't listen to us. Did not. He did not. A couple million dollars was worth more than <laughs> my opinion as I was there in pajama pants. 
because Mifflin started early for me that year. So uh, that was not my greatest moment. Uh, anyway, so Devin Harris, good pick. I went with uh, Matt Schabert. No, just kidding. Oh, oh <laughs> just Jesus. Kidding. <laughs> he, uh, granted, he it was part of my favorite moment. Yeah. Uh, or game, I, I guess. But I went with uh, Peter Badger when I was there uh, was uh, Jimmy Leonard. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, just because he was there for a couple years. I didn't look up the years. Should have looked up the years. Um, he was there for a couple years. And then the, you know, I guess inch- inside jokes. Maybe there are jokes that everybody had, but, you know, the walk on winning the slam dunk contest. You know, Did you continue. know Jimmy Leonard's from a town of like 200? Yeah. Yeah. Toma, Wisconsin. Not Toma. Yeah. Shit. He's also 5'2. That I remember I remember that was the big thing back then was that every time he was on TV they they would say those things but he like shrunk an inch every time. <laughs> yeah, it was uh they had he had so many of those little little side stories and and whatnot. Yeah. And it's say great that they all come they're all coming back now. They're just all of them are coming back now since he's the D coordinator. Oh, that's right. He's from Tony. He went to Tony. Mhm. Not Toma. Anyway, uh, I went to him just because of that. And then, you know, he, the, obviously he played well on defense, but he's a punt returner. And then we got to do the JL thing with our hands because we're yeah. really intelligent fans. <laughs> we always had to do something with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> so that's who that's who I went went with. So uh, Frank Kamiski, all-time Jimmy Leonard while we were there. Yeah. Go Badgers. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough – that's a good question. It was a very good question to to narrow those down. But I had fun with that. All right, I, I have a mailbag question that I wrote into myself. Okay. So, um, this one is from uh, Casey. Yes, from uh, Casey from Southeast Wisconsin. Uh, Prof Badger fan on Twitter. Um, all right, so word is NASCAR is for sale. So first of all, I read the story, Whoa. and the family who owns it apparently is named France. <laughs> so it says. So the headline said France family selling nascar or something like that whatever and i was like you gotta be kidding me the a french family (laughs) owns nascar like it felt like this american thing is owned by some french family come on (laughs) and now they're just last name france and it took me a good paragraph and a half to (laughs) realize that settle down but it, it, rumored to be going for somewhere between three and five billion the question is marlo should we buy nascar Three to five billion. Ah, I mean, yeah, I think it's a good investment. Will we have like control? Can we change rules and everything? We can change. Yeah, you, you get you're in charge of rules. You get a couple of race tracks in there. Ooh. But not. I don't think any of the good ones. I think the good ones are owned by other people. Can we um, put one in Madison? I'm sure we could build our own race tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah, we're in. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're taking. We're That's now taking thought. donations. Yeah, um, after the pod, we'll call Goldman Sachs. <laughs> if we can borrow three to five billion dollars. <laughs> yes, if you want to get in on this right now, you can. You can. You can send investment money to my Venmo account at Marla Jr. I mean, if I had three to five billion dollars, mm-hmm. obviously wouldn't buy NASCAR. How much are like? What? How much are? They just paid. 
What was who was this? they paid two? Was his face paid two billion for the Lake or the uh, Clippers? Yeah, I'd rather own the Clippers. You rather own the Clippers than the whole all of NASCAR? Yeah. What? Yeah, you bet. Wow. Yeah, I don't want to invest with you, man. No, if you have three to five billion, it's not for <laughs> who's gonna have the most ROI, man. It's, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to sit front row at a NASCAR race. I'd rather sit front front row at a Clippers. Well, maybe not the Clippers games, but you know what I mean. I, I, I get what you're saying. How much did the Marlins sell? Is that the last team that sold? The Marlins. I think. I think they're about two billion too. Right? A little under two. One point two billion. One point two billion. Get hang out, with Derek Jeter. Yeah, piss off a whole fan base. Marlins, right. man. Ugh. Yeah, don't go to business with those guys. How much does Jeter have? Does he have like Jay Z amount in that, or like LeBron amount of Liverpool? Did you see this? No, I. I well, I know LeBron has something with Liverpool. Has, he owns LeBron owns every some piece of everything. Yeah, that was the. Look at this transition into Casey's corner kick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he owned, he bought in, I don't know what percentage it was, but it was like 6.5 million and the valuation of the club has gone up four times the amount or something of what the purchase was. So his is now worth, you know, 28 million or something like that. And about time that guy caught a break, really. Yeah. (laughs) But speaking of soccer, uh, the Champions League semi Finals leg two were this week. Liverpool uh, went to Roma and lost four to two, but managed to move on seven to six aggregate, which is an insane uh, score there. So uh, my Reds will be going on to the Champions League final, and they will be facing uh, Real Madrid, who did enough, or Bayern screwed up enough to uh, come to a two-two draw, and Real advances four to three on aggregate so it'll be liverpool and real in beautiful kiev ukraine in uh the end of may may 26 marlo are we going is it in the budget to go to kiev end of may in may or we're gonna have to check it's a tough it's a tough time we'll get back to the next episode i read one uh sports writer for the ringer wrote um that their worst traveling experience ever was at kiev airport so oh i mean not a good sell be excited real and liverpool supporters to <laughs> go, go to kiev uh i think uh i'm obviously rooting for liverpool to win i think they have a chance um they're obviously the underdogs i would say i think real with cristiano ronaldo and all the talent that they have should win but I think that Liverpool has enough attackers to ask enough questions, as they say, um, to maybe get a few more goals and, and win. It, it'll be interesting. Um, Marl, if you're not doing anything the 26th, we should try and do a uh, watch it watch it together. That might be fun. Huh? Okay. Well, I'll ch- let me check my calendar. Check the calendar. It's a little more available if it's just one day as opposed to a however long. It would need to be to get to Kiev and back. Oh, all, right. all right. So that was a long for Casey's corner kick. But okay. Champions League final. Also, all the leagues uh, are over at this point. There's a couple games left. Uh, Champions League is still up in the air. There's a chance that Liverpool squanders it and will lose the final. And then also 
drop out of the top four and not be in Champions League next year, which would be a disaster. Hope that doesn't happen. They play uh, Brighton coming up, which they should win. And if they win that, they should be okay. But they are making it interesting. All right. All right. That's enough. That's, that's it. enough. That's it for the. That's it for Casey's corner kick. We got any shout outs this week? Um, um I mean, I think we always shouted out Jordan. Yep. Thanks for keeping us up to date on what's going on with the NHL and the Caps. Um, congrats, by the way, again, and making it through the next round. Shout out to everybody at the Valentine Imperial Pool. Oh. Uh, yeah, good times. You got anything? Any shout uh, out? Uh, shout out to my friend uh, Alec. Always, he's presenting me with uh, questions that he may send into the mailbag that get, gets me thinking during uh, midweek, which I, I really enjoy. Um, that's all I got. What's on uh, What's on tap for you this week, Marlo? I'm going to try to get my voice back. All right. And I'm going to get back to reality. Recovery week. Recovery week. Yeah, it has commenced. I'm going to eat a vegetable because I haven't done that in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to get my life back on track, basically. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and then I think, uh, yeah, I guess next week we'll we'll have something for the show. We always do. We always bring it. Yeah, we'll find something. Uh, it's going to be, for me, it's going to be, you know, NBA playoffs looks finishing up these rounds. Cleveland's up 30 right now in the fourth quarter. So that's over. Um, we'll have some NBA playoffs, I'm sure. Uh, maybe we'll talk some more NHL playoffs as that gets down to the wire. I can start consulting the uh, fandom pyramid, see where we go from here. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'll be, I'll be doing. Okay. And, as always, we appreciate you downloading, listening, reviewing, share with your friends, review, all that stuff. Casey. Any last words for them? As always, well, I hope all your favorite team wins all the sports. <laughs> I shouldn't say yours. Yeah. I should say ours because I don't want yours. <laughs> I hope that our favorite teams win all the sports except for when we conflict, and then I hope my teams win. <laughs> there we go. That's good. Okay.